This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more. To pay down the mortgage or to invest? That is the question we're going to answer today. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is session number 94, and my name is Andy Hill. Today, it's the first Monday of the month, my friends. That means we're answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community. And after that, we're highlighting another Money Master of the Week. And last but not least, our FinTech Spotlight segment will feature Chris Costello from Bloom with three O's. (laughs) He and I are going to be talking about the state of retirement in the United States of America and what people can do to become better prepared. All right, let's jump into today's show. This month's question comes in from Luke from Indiana. Hey, Andy, I was reading on your blog that you recently paid off your mortgage early. Congratulations. Thank you, Luke. (laughs) I'm a Dave Ramsey guy like you, and we're getting close to baby step six. I'm considering going heavy into paying off my mortgage like you did, but I'm also thinking it might be smarter for me to invest more for my retirement or just simply invest in the market. I also know market returns are unpredictable and we're in nearly all-time highs. I have a 15-year mortgage at around 4% and the principal sits around $200,000. My wife and I are both working We like what we do, and combined, we make around $200,000 per year. Wow. (laughs) I feel like if we could throw $50,000 per year at the mortgage, we'd be done in four years or less. That could also be a good amount to throw at our retirement each year, too. What would you suggest for us, Andy? Should we pay off our mortgage or invest the money? Thanks for doing what you do. Your podcast has been really helpful for me and my wife. Luke. All right. Nice work, Luke. A $200,000 household income, and you're on baby step six of the Dave Ramsey program. So for those of you who don't know what the Dave Ramsey program is or the lingo, baby step six means that Luke and his wife are debt-free outside of the mortgage. They have at least three months worth of expenses in an emergency fund to cover all those emergencies. And they are investing 15% of their income in retirement. So Luke and his wife are pretty much rock stars is what I'm saying. (laughs) And now Luke wants to know where to place his money, his moolah, his green to advance his situation with his wife. Very cool. Well, I was in a very similar situation as you, Luke, when we started our mortgage pay down process. So fortunately or unfortunately for me, I followed the total money makeover by the book, the book, by the book. (laughs) And that's Dave Ramsey's book where he outlines these seven baby steps, everybody. And it wasn't 
really until a couple years ago or a few years ago, maybe 2015, 2016, that I started to think that maybe I shouldn't be paying off my mortgage early and perhaps I should be investing more instead. And the, the gangbusters market around that time probably didn't help me with my, <laughs> with my wishy-washy thoughts. But honestly, you know, we were halfway done and I just didn't want to stop. So I have no regrets in paying off the mortgage. I honestly think it, it was an awesome idea and I definitely love the freedom and the reduction of stress that has come into my family's life since we paid it off. But I would have done things maybe just a little differently if I were in your shoes today, Luke. I don't know all the details of your situation, but uh, from your note, I got a little bit, a lot of little bit of information. So here are three things I would consider for your specific situation before paying down the mortgage. Number one, max out your workplace 401ks. If you're only investing 15% of your income into retirement, my friend Luke, then it may be time for you to up your contribution. 15% of your $200,000 income, your household income between you and your wife, would only be $30,000. So that's awesome. But for your 401k, that leaves you about $7,000 short of maxing out the 401ks. If you get an employer match, that is free money you're missing out on, my friend Luke. I'm not sure how your office program works, but mine matches 15% of our contributions. So if I invest the max of $18,500 for this year, this calendar year of 2018, I'll get $2,775 in free money. Say it with me now, Luke. Free money. (laughs) What's that movie? Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. So, (laughs) sorry, I'm having fun. So check out your wife's office 401k program and yours and see if you are missing out on some Jerry Maguire free money. Even if the match isn't incredible, maxing out your 401ks will help you pay less taxes now on your big old $200,000 of household income. So consider it. Number two, max out your IRAs. So Luke, depending on your exact level of income, I know you said around $200,000. That could be, when somebody says around, that could that could be a you know, $50,000 swing, (laughs) your taxable income may be lowered enough by your pre-tax retirement 401k contributions for you to contribute to a Roth IRA. And Roth IRAs have lots of benefits, as I'm sure you know, because you're a super saver guy. You can contribute up to $5,500 per year in contributions, again, in 2018. That might change depending on what year you're listening to this. It has tax-free growth. And since you've already paid the taxes up front, you get tax-free withdrawals. If you would rather decrease your taxable income further, then I'd opt for the traditional IRA. Similar to the Roth, you get the $5,500 in contributions for this year. And this would be a pre-tax contribution. So again, you're lowering that taxable income 
which is not a bad idea for you, you high income earner, you. Whatever you choose, Roth or traditional, consider maxing these bad boys out. Lots of tax benefits that would come with that. So number one, max the 401k out. Number two, max the IRA out. And then number three, max out an HSA. So Luke, do you or your wife have a high deductible health care plan through your workplace benefits? If you do, I would consider signing up for it. You'll get lower monthly premiums for the exchange of a higher deductible. And since you have such a healthy emergency savings account now, you can cover those high deductibles if need be. Another major benefit of the high deductible health care plan, the HDHP, you'll see all these acronyms, man, it's, it's so confusing, but if you, another major benefit of signing up for it is you can do the HSA, which is a health savings account. And the health savings account helps you save money tax-free against approved medical expenses. So all those deductibles and co-pays and other medical costs can be covered tax-free. See the theme of this conversation, Luke? <laughs> Lots of tax savings opportunities. The HSA isn't like the FSA. I know that sometimes they can get confused. Unlike the FSA, it's not the use it or lose it kind of situation that requires you to use all of your contributions that plan year. So don't get those two confused. The balance carries over each year for the HSA. And, 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 and you can invest the money too in the HSA. So pre-tax or tax-deductible contributions, tax-free growth, and the money can come out tax-free. So it's totally worth it. Check out the HSA, Luke, for you and your wife and max it out. And the max on this one for a family in 2018 is $6,900. So all in all, if you take advantage of all these savings opportunities, pre-tax 401ks, and let's go, let's say you go with a traditional IRA and an HSA, all in for both you and your wife, you could reduce your taxable income by $55,000 around there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Less taxes and, um, you know, that could lower your almost, I don't even know what the tax brackets are, but maybe that lowers you into a completely different bracket based on your actual income level. And then at that point, that's when I would start hacking away at the mortgage. That's what I would have done a little differently for me. And I started to creep into that during our mortgage paydown process, but I think totally taking advantage of these other areas, fully maxing them out, and then hitting up the mortgage, that's maybe what I would have done a little differently. So Luke, since you're in that situation, that's going to be my advice today. With your big income and a saver's mindset, I bet you could still pay that 15-year mortgage off in five years or less. You're a motivated guy. You're listening to personal finance podcasts and um, you're making great money. So just think of where your retirement savings will be in five years. And then think of how much disposable income you'll have 
in five years with no mortgage. Your future looks bright, Mr. Luke from Indiana. (laughs) And as far as investing in a taxable brokerage account versus paying off the mortgage after you take advantage of these three areas that I spoke about, that is up to you. If it were me, I would pay off the mortgage again and again and again. I love living in a house that I own free and clear. I love the reduced stress I have knowing that my annual expenses are much lower without a mortgage. So long story short, Luke, invest a boatload in your tax-advantaged retirement accounts and then destroy that mortgage. Congratulations on getting to this spot in your life, Luke. You and your wife should be so proud of all the work you've done, building your income, saving for your retirement, and making a plan to crush this thing. If you have a question like Luke, please contact me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I love answering these questions and I hope you all dig it too. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. It's time to announce our Money Master of the Week. Mark from St. Louis connected with me about a huge mortgage win. What's going on, Mark? How's it going this morning? Pretty good, Andy. Thanks for chatting with me this morning. I am so excited. You and I were chatting on Twitter, I think just maybe like 24 hours ago. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, hey, he's got some big news going on in his life and I want to hear about it. So what is happening, Mark? What's going on in your life right now? So we are very excited to share that we just paid off our mortgage and are now completely debt-free. So we are very excited about that, obviously. That blows me away. I have to hear the details of this. So how old are you? How old, and, and, and tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so I'm 36 years old. Um, I am married. We have two kids, a four-year-old and a four-month-old. Um, we started our debt pay down journey about seven years ago. So uh, we were actually sitting in the, the lobby of a bank, uh, getting ready to take out a home equity line of credit because we had two bath bathrooms that were leaking into our basement. Oh, gosh. And so we had a mortgage, we had about 50,000 in student loan debt, we had two car payments. And, you know, that was one of those moments of clarity where we're just like, we're just, we're not doing this right. And, you know, started to, you know, look around, got introduced to Dave Ramsey and some other financial gurus and just decided to kind of attack this debt. Um, And slowly but surely, uh, seven years later, here we are completely debt free and 
are excited to move on to the next steps. That's incredible. So did you have other debt seven years ago outside of the mortgage? Student loans, so about 50000 in student loans, uh, two car payments. We didn't have credit card debt, um, or if we did, it was very little. Um, but it was it was mostly the mortgage, student loans, and uh, two, you know, not huge car payments, but decent-sized car payments. Yeah. So what uh, what got you guys excited about the Dave Ramsey plan? I did I did that same thing as well with my wife, and it uh, it really helped us out. But who turned you on to that? How did you how did you find out about it? Yeah. So I had a coworker who was leading a class, and we didn't actually go through the class, but he introduced me to the the Total Money Makeover, and so read the book. And it just kind of clicked, and we decided that we were going to go for it. And you know, it's it's been one of the best decisions I think we've made. And again, it's it's been a long journey. And you know, as you probably know, paying down debt is it's simple on the surface, but the doing it's really really hard. It takes a lot of patience and discipline. So um, you know seven long years. And here we are finally at the point to where we can celebrate all the, the hard work we've put into to paying down that debt. Well, that's great. What, what were some of the hard things? You know, I, I, for, for me, at least it was, it was the conversations with my wife about how to, you know, how to get it done and, and then how we were going to do it with the, the income we had. What, what were the tough points for you guys? So I think it was kind of the shiny object syndrome. Uh, you know, there were many times along the way where we progressed, we took steps back. Um, we ended up you know, the original car loans we had, we paid them off and then ended up getting two newer cars and financed those and then quickly realized that we didn't want to have those loans and paid them off. Um, there's been times along the way where, you know, we've looked at a different house or whatnot and um, have been, you know, close to pulling the trigger actually a few times, but just had to remain focused. Um, you know, paying off debt is, again, it's, it's kind of boring, which I think makes it hard because it takes a long time, you know, when you're just making those monthly payments and, you know, gradually increasing the payments over the years and trying to keep your lifestyle inflation at a, from increasing. So really it's just the, the, the discipline I think that's involved with paying down debt. That was the hardest for us. I completely agree. So how much was the mortgage that you paid off? It was, it was right around a hundred thousand. Wow. 100,000 plus the 50,000 in student loans and then some car loans all in seven years. That is incredible. Talk about dedication. And did, you've got a four month old. Is your wife also working at the same time? So, yes. Yeah, so she is a public school teacher. Uh, she's been teaching for five or six years now. And we did make a decision that she was going to stay home with the little ones uh, for a few years at least until um, our daughter is in school. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do for a living? So I am a manager at a quasi-governmental organization. So I've been at the same organization for about uh, 11 years. Excellent. Well, very cool. So how are you guys going to celebrate this big win? Yeah, so in the short term, I mean, we'll, we will celebrate this weekend, go to dinner, do something nice. Um, you know, really the, the big thing we've been putting off is making some upgrades to our, our home. The home we bought um, was a fixer-upper. And we've done a lot of fixing up over the years, but the big thing we haven't fixed up is the kitchen. You know, I kind of half jokingly say we have the ugliest kitchen around. And, you know, now that we've got the debt paid off, it's time to uh, put some money into that kitchen to, to make it look a little bit nicer. 
and then we'll uh we are uh going to fincon actually so very excited about that oh i look forward to shaking your hand man yeah it'll be great to meet um you and many others that are in the community that i've gotten to to know in the online world um and then my wife and i will take a few days after and hang around orlando and maybe go to a beach or something Um, we're pretty far away from a beach here in st louis so we take every opportunity we can to to see one when we can well, that's incredible. You know, four years old and four months old. So your your kids are always going to know that your family just never had debt. I mean, that that's that's the life that they're they're going to realize. And then hopefully, as they grow up, they're going to see that example and just realize that this family doesn't borrow. I mean, that's yeah, that's incredible. It is. I mean, that's the goal. And um, you know, I know that you have kids as well, and. Part of our jobs as parents is to, you know, leave a legacy for those children and to, you know, do that. I think what a better way to do that than to, you know, have them in a, in a, bring them into a debt free world where um, hopefully we don't have to worry. I know that things can happen. Surprises can happen at any time. Um, Life just happens, but, you know, we're doing our best to try to stay on track. I love it, man. Well, so, so you guys are going to fix up the kitchen. You're going to celebrate a little bit. You're going to go on some fun trips. What else in your financial journey are you excited about? Because uh, guys like you, I don't think it's I don't think it stops there. <laughs> yeah. So longer term, we'd really like to get into uh, real estate, buy and hold real estate. So I've, you know, had that kind of in our sights for a while, and in fact, we actually had a contract on a rental home at one point, um, and then we said, you know what, this just doesn't feel right. Uh, let's go attack our mortgage and then we'll get into it at some point. So obviously we have a little bit of savings to do, but once we get there, um, that's kind of the the next longer term thing that we plan to attack um, once we're able to build the savings up a little bit more. Excellent. Well, Mark, congratulations on this big family win. I am so happy for you. It reminds me of, you know, some personal things in my life. We guys, we're, we're kind of in the same boat. You know, I got two young kids. I'm 36 as well. And, you know, these challenges have been challenging, but a lot of fun and really gratifying. So congratulations on everything you've done. Where can people follow you and find out more about your financial pilgrimage? So probably the best place I'm on Twitter. Um, That's where I'm most active. So financial uh, pilgrim without the vowels, Uh, So you can find me there. Um, And then my website, which I blog at, is financialpilgrimage.com. Excellent. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes, everybody. Connect with Mark and give him a big congratulations on Twitter. I'm sure there'll be some some more announcements that are are coming up. But uh, yeah, give him a congratulations. And Mark, way to go, man. This is awesome news. Congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Thanks so much, Andy. Appreciate it. fintech spotlight segment this month we are featuring a company that is making it easier for you to manage your 401k and that company is called bloom with three o's of course i've invited the founder of bloom chris costello to tell us more about bloom and how it can help us all with our retirement plans given that nearly half of americans have less than ten thousand dollars stashed away for retirement i'm hoping chris can throw us all a proverbial lifesaver today welcome to the show chris Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to talking today. Absolutely. Chris, why are so many Americans behind on saving for retirement? 
You know, I, that, that is a question that, uh, I've obviously thought about for many, many years. I've been in this business now for about 22 years. And I think there's a lot of misconception, um, or maybe, um, some, some, some improper bias, if you will, around, uh, around this issue. I think maybe some people think that, you know, gosh, dang it, why, you know, people just need to start saving. They need to make this a priority. And, uh, I think too much blame is laid at the feet of the individual mm-hmm. retirement savers in this country, the indiv- the employees in this country. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like we feel like this a bloom that in a lot of ways, the deck has been stacked against people. And, and what I mean by that is um, there have been many, many people who have tried, they've made a valiant effort to dig in and really try and understand their finances or their 401k or their mortgage loan or something. And this entire industry has done such a darn good job of making this stuff complicated. And they use jargon, and it is uh, you know an incredibly opaque uh, um, situation when it comes to fees. And a lot of people, like I say, have tried to dig in and understand this, and they just throw their hands up and they're like, "This this makes no sense." And I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a great example. Prior to Bloom, I was an individual wealth advisor, managing money for very very wealthy people. And oftentimes, when these folks would come in for their annual review, and they let's say they were still working, so they had money in a four hundred one k through their employer. So I might be managing a million or two million dollars for them that they, that they've got outside of their retirement accounts, but they're still working, so they still have this four hundred one k through their employer. Well, when they'd come into my conference room and we'd do their annual review, oftentimes I'd spin the computer around and I'd have them log in to their 401k account so that I could take a look at their 401k allocation, how they had it set up, and if needed, make some tweaks to it. So, you know, again, I'm a guy with 22 years of experience, been managing money and doing this stuff for a long, long time. They'd spin the computer back around to me, and I'd look at it, and the money could be, you know, wherever, Fidelity or or JP Morgan or Schwab or whomever, Vanguard, doesn't matter. And I'd look at their 401k account, their allocation, and be like, okay, we need to make a few, a few, a few tweaks here. And then I'm telling you, man, Andy, I mean, I'd look at this thing and I'd be like, I can't even figure out how I'm supposed to make changes here or rebalance the account. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a CFP with two decades of experience, and I'm having trouble figuring out like what I need to do to move the money around in this account. So that's just one example. It's an anecdotal example yeah. of how I think in many, many cases, this stuff is just hard for people. The second thing that I think um, is, uh, um, is, is working against a lot of people is oftentimes people have, maybe they found their ways to want to, there's a, a bazillion of those online retirement savings calculators. I mean, there's literally a million of those things online. And I think sometimes people go to those calculators and they'll, you know, put in their age and maybe they'll answer how much they have saved for retirement or, um, they'll put in how much they're currently saving each paycheck, uh, into these sites, or maybe they even met with a financial advisor and they told them how much they had saved for retirement and how much they're saving. And these calculators or the financial advisor said, Oh my God, you're never going to retire. You know, 
you're you're so far behind. Like it's like I, I mean, it's going to take a miracle to you, for you to retire before eighty. And so you know what most people do when they hear that? Like, fine, screw it, I give up, I'm out, I'm not even going to try. Throw their you know? hands up in the air. They, yeah, yes, yeah. So it's like if if I'm already not going to retire, well then shoot, why am I doing anything at all? Hmm. And 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 I think the combination of the complexity and the fact we've told this industry's told so many people for so many years that they're so far behind that so many people in this country have just given up. And it's hard to win them back, which is why at Bloom, like one of the things we've done at Bloom is like we have tried to make dealing with your dealing with your 401k, engaging with your 401k, the most simple experience you've ever had in financial services, number one. And number two, we try to make things positive. Like, hey, you've got a 401k. That's awesome. You're saving anything. That's awesome. Good for you. You know, you've started, you've done something and make it a positive first step instead of pounding into people's heads, you know, how far behind they are. So long winded answer to your question, but I think that's why a lot of people are behind. It's a great answer. And it it, it leads me into asking a little bit more about Bloom too. So talk about those major benefits. What, what, What can people expect if they're working with you on Bloom? Yeah, so so Bloom is obviously an online service. Um, it is a robo advisor. That that term has gained a lot of attention over the last probably five years ago. Bloom is the only robo advisor that will actually manage the money for you within your four hundred one k. There's a lot of other robo advisors that exist today, but the only way you could be one of their clients is if you um, if you leave your employer and you take your you have to move your money out of your four hundred one k into an IRA. And then companies like Betterment or Wealthfront or some of the others could then manage it. Or if you have other monies outside of your 401k, they can help you with that. But Bloom today is the only robo-advisor in the United States uh, that specifically will manage the money inside of your 401k. And so it's all done online. You go to the Bloom website, Bloom with three O's. Um, It takes about three or four minutes um, basically to link up your 401k. Um, When you link it up, Bloom goes into your account, analyzes your entire allocation based on your age that you've told us and based on when you'd like to retire, we'll let you know if you've got roughly uh, an appropriate allocation given your age and time frame to retirement. If it's a plan that we recognize, we'll be able to tell you precisely if you're what you're paying in fees and what we could save you in hidden these hidden fees by reallocating it using some of the other lower cost funds, namely the index funds that might be available within your plan. So that whole analysis takes about three or four minutes and it is 100% totally free, no strings attached, nothing. So I always tell everybody, everybody with a 401k should take three or four minutes, go to the Bloom site, get the free analysis, period. It's literally, there's no, there's no catch. And then after you've been shown like how Bloom thinks we could improve your 401k and or lower the hidden costs uh, or lower the fees that you're paying, then you can decide at that point after three or four minutes if you want to actually sign up and become a client of Bloom. And becoming a client of Bloom means that you give us permission to go into your account and make the changes for you. The cost is $10 per month period. There's nothing else. There's nothing else we charge. It's pay as you go. You could cancel it at any time. And for that $10 a month, 
you basically are hiring an advisor, in this case as a digital advisor, to watch out, look over, monitor, and tweak your 401k, you know, as market conditions may change and as you get older. Because as you get older, your allocation needs to change as you get closer and closer to retirement, and Bloom will do that for you. Um, and so, again, that's $10 a month. Um, but that's a decision that everyone can make after they've received their free uh, analysis on the on the current state of their 401k. That makes a lot makes a lot of sense. And you said that you don't really have to move your account to Bloom. It's just something you guys are analyzing on their behalf. Is that right? That's exactly right. Actually, you can't move your account to because while you're still employed at your at your employer with your 401k you can't move it you don't have the choice to move it mm. and so there is no moving of money your money stays inside of your current 401k and we manage it where it's at and it, and and I'll make this point too it doesn't matter where you work doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter who your 401k provider is and it definitely doesn't matter the size of your account anybody with a 401k can get a free analysis at Bloom and then decide on their own if they want to become a client. Well, what's sort of the disadvantage of then of taking the human aspect out of it? So, you, you know, let's say I'm working with a financial advisor who helps me mm-hmm. look at my 401k and then I'm considering looking at Bloom. What's the difference between what, what am I letting go by letting a robo advisor take over versus a human? How, how does this all work? Yeah, well, well, first of all, if 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 you're first of all, if your listeners currently have a financial advisor that they you know they know, love, and trust, you know, I'm, I'm, Bloom's not trying to supplant that relationship at all. Good for you, good for you that you've, you've found someone. But the fact of the matter is, Andy, that, that most people in this country don't get access to a financial advisor. And I'll tell you, I'll, tell, I'll share a little personal story with you. So before Bloom. I, uh, about 14 years ago, myself and my business partner, we, we, we left uh, the, some of the big Wall Street brokerage firms to start our own independent fee-only investment advisory firm. Um, started that back in 2004. That firm still exists today. And that firm focuses on helping people, generally speaking, that have at least a half a million dollars. As I got further into my career, I really wasn't taking on any new clients unless they had at least a million dollars of investable assets. And that's not uncommon in financial services. I mean, most financial advisors want there to be you know, some ability to make some income off of a client, and generally that means having a bigger account. Here's the sad irony, though. This firm that I started with my business partner back in 2004 my own mom and dad technically didn't have enough money even to qualify to be a client of that firm. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom and dad. Now, obviously they were clients of mine because they're my parents, but like, had I not been in the business, there was not going to be any financial advisor that was going to spend any time with my mom and dad, given the size that, you know, how little that they had in, in their, in their accounts. And so that is one of the big reasons why we started Bloom is we, we didn't really build Bloom for people with that have million-dollar accounts. And I don't mean to discriminate against those people, but they're, they're okay. Like there's financial advisors lined up around the block <laughs> to compete and help for those people. It's people that have, you know, eight grand or people that are just starting off in their 401k or people that have 32 grand in their 401k or people that have 48 grand in their 401k. Like those types of accounts, which there are tens of millions of people in this country, I'd argue probably the majority of the Americans have those kind of balances. They're kind of caught in this no man's land, you know, where they might go to an advisor and the advisor starts asking them questions about how much they've got saved. And the advisor finds out there's just not much there. Um, and, and there's really not that much they can do for them. 
And the other thing too, is that even if you're working with a financial advisor, you know, kind of like the story I told you before, you know, if, if, if I'm working with a client, um, in a, you know, face to face capacity, it's really hard for me to help them with their 401k again, you know, like I told you, maybe I'd have them log in, you know, once a year when they came in for their annual review and I'd take a peek at it. Sometimes I just have the client like email me a copy of their 401k statement and I'd look at it and then I email them back, you know, my recommendations, but then it was up to the client themselves to go log into the 401k and make all those changes. And sometimes they would, and sometimes they wouldn't, you know, with bloom, we're actually doing it for you. We're actually logging into the account for you and making the changes for you. So there's, there's a big difference between, you know, people that are trying to obviously handle it themselves, or maybe they have an advisor, but the advisor always has kind of an arm's length relationship uh, with your 401k, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So the, so the fees that you're talking about that are in my mm-hmm. 401k at work, mm-hmm. uh, obviously there there's fees outside of just the general expense ratio. What, what type of fees are you guys helping people to become aware of? Yeah. And, and this is, this is, I mean, Andy, this is a topic we can devote an entire show to. So, um, <laughs> but, um, so, so first of all, there's a lot of st- studies that have been shown. I think that probably most of your listeners are going to know that they're paying some fees inside their 401k. I think there's 10 or 20% of the people that they've surveyed at times before that actually think their 401k is totally free. Like, like the employer's paying everything and that's just not the case. Um, there's, there, there might be some administrative plan fees, 401k fees that definitely your, your employer could be paying, but the actual investments themselves that you have to pick inside your 401k, all of those carry expenses, all of those carry expenses. And they're kind of hidden. Like you have to, you know, get the prospectus and turn to like page 32 and find in the small print, you know, what the hidden fees are in those things. And here's the crazy thing, Andy, this, the, the disparity in fees from plan to plan, from custodian to custodian is insane. Like for example, you, uh, you may have Andy, let's say you, you, let's say you work for a big corporation, your employer may have contracted with Vanguard to provide the 401k for all the employees of your company. Okay. In that case, you're probably in pretty darn good shape in terms of the fees. You know, Vanguard's is obviously very well known for having extremely low fee funds. Your next door neighbor, or maybe your spouse, if you're married, could work at a different company. Okay. And they contracted with a totally different record keeper. I won't name any names today, but there's a lot of insurance companies out there that that provide 401ks that could be charging, I'm not kidding you, 10 times what you're paying for a 401k plan and these hidden fees. I'm not exaggerating. You could have a Vanguard plan and all in, you're at like 0.15%. Okay. A fraction of 1% a year in these hidden expenses. Your spouse or your next door neighbor who's at a different 401k plan could be paying 1.5% a year, literally. And if you start to do the math on a difference of 1% a year over 20 or 30 years in a working career, it totals up to like a six figure amount wow. in a lot of cases. And that's your money, man. That is your money. That is your money that's getting getting siphoned off of the account through these hidden fees. Most of the time, unknowingly, the best analogy we've come up with these these fees are is to think of them like termites in your house. 
Nobody can see termites, okay? But if left unchecked for long enough, they will wreak havoc on the house and bring the whole thing down. Same thing in your 401k. If these these high fees go unchecked long enough, it will rob a significant amount of savings um, from your 401k plan. So one of the big things that Bloom does is we go into the plan and take a look at, at, at what you're paying currently in fees. It might be the first time ever that you've seen actually what you're, what you're paying in these fees. And then we look around in the plan and we can find other, oftentimes, lower cost funds. The good thing is more and more of these plans these days are starting to use index funds inside of their 401k. And these index funds are generally the options that are a fraction of the cost of some of the other higher fee actively managed funds. And so I think on average, I'd have to go look at the stats again, across the board, across all 20 some odd thousand clients that we, that we've got currently, like the average fee savings before bloom versus after signing up for bloom is something close to 40%. Does it not? And again, that's an average. So sometimes Sometimes people are already in great low-cost funds, and we can't make any improvement to them on the fees. Maybe we can help them with the allocation or the discipline or the rebalancing. Other times, though, we are making significant changes inside of plans, and it could be higher than a 40% savings. Um, so the point of all this is, again, I come back to just take three or four minutes, go to Bloom, and get the free analysis. See if you've got any issues with your allocation uh, or maybe the hidden fees that you're unaware of. I love it. I love it, Chris. Thank you so much for, for joining me today and talking about this. I think, um, you know, you, you talked about it pretty well. You said this is essentially the 401k for the rest of us, you know, mm-hmm. kind of helping everybody else uh, That's right. you know, have some help um, that doesn't have that help already and make it easy. I mean, this is Netflix pricing, everybody, 10 bucks a month to secure your retirement and, um, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're protecting yourself. So if everybody could go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash bloom, that's with three O marriagekidsandmoney.com slash bloom three O's to go for that free 401k checkup. I've done it personally and it's, uh, it's quite revealing everybody check it out. And Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Building your retirement savings and annihilating your mortgages. I think that's the general theme of today's show. (laughs) Thanks for Luke, Mark, and Chris for inspiring us and helping us all win for our families. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 94. This month on the show, we have three incredibly inspiring guests that you are simply going to love. Next week, award-winning Reuters columnist, TV anchor, and author Bobby Rebell joins us to talk about how we can all become financial grownups. The week after that, We're chatting with author and real estate guru Chad Carson about how many rental properties we need to retire early. And for the last Monday of the month, I'll be joined by the co-host of the His and Her Money Show, Talit McNeely, for a discussion on how they achieved their mortgage freedom on one income. August will be another epic month for the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody, and you will not want to miss it. If you want to keep the conversation going with me and some like-minded families, join us in the Thriving Families Facebook group. I threw down a challenge to the community a couple days ago to sell 
and, or give away or throw away at least 10 items in your home that do not bring you joy. And the community is already embracing it. This is the kind of crazy, wacky stuff we do in this community, everybody. Lynn from New Jersey has already loaded up a whole garbage bag of clothes that she doesn't use. And Andrew from Canada has committed to pitching up, pitching some unwanted gear in his place. And I'm after this, I'm after I'm done recording with you guys, I'm going to go clean out my closet and at least get 10 things. I'm thinking electronics, clothes, just stuff I don't use, stuff that doesn't bring me joy. Anyway, join us for more financial and personal life improvement opportunities at the Thriving Families Facebook group. That You guys can catch that link at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. It's free, it's fun, and you can talk money all day long with people in a private group. I mean, who who could ask for anything more, right? <laughs> In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Zig Ziglar. Yesterday ended last night. Today is a brand new day. Let's get started on those long-term financial goals, my friends. Carpe diem. 